Are you, first off, Paul, I have to know, are you like in a barista shop or are you at home? Uh, no, I'm in my virtual world. This is my virtual coffee Oh, that's shop. your virtual? <laughs> it's both, man. It's both. That's lovely. <laughs> I mean, you literally got, I, I, mean, I thought I'd like, Corey, I thought I'd like your virtual world. But <laughs> Kevin's is like swank. And I guess like, Wow. All right. Yeah. Since I can't go to a coffee shop, I just bring the coffee shop to me. I hear, yeah. I mean, <laughs> love it. I love it. <laughs> so is there anything uh, that uh, I know you're working on some cool stuff? I, I guess we can talk about it. Uh, fundamentally, I'm, I'm trying to stake out some territory on black reparations. I'm trying to come up with some thoughts on what I think are some political modalities that happen that we keep or some traps we keep on falling in and identifying these pitfalls for black communities and, and, and black thought that, you know, keep on happening over and over again. It seems like they just, it, these lessons just don't get learned or the conversations always kind of get distracted, if you will, yeah. um, from the goal. And so um, not everybody's goal was the same, but I feel like in terms of what they're thinking or what they think they're thinking, but I but I'm trying to stake out a territory on like what what those goals should be essentially, and uh, so that's that's kind of what it boils down to. I know that sounds fairly vague. But when you go, you know, I guess we can go into it. Matt, so let's get. I mean, you and I have a a lot in common, and for a number of different areas, but one being you're biracial, and so I'd love the audience. I don't, I want to unpack that a little bit because like me and you, if you looked at us. On the surface, you wouldn't know our backgrounds, but you wouldn't. There wouldn't be a. There's a presumption there. So I imagine, growing up as a young man, you might have been in conversations, you might have heard stuff. People made. You know, what I'm talking about here a little bit. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, without a doubt. Um, and you know, uh, just touching on that in terms of background, um, I think you know that's so. Well, listen, we're older now, right? I mean now. It, it's a little bit uh, routine in the sense, but when you're growing up and you kind of grow up in America, you give an identity and to the extent that you look white, but have an identity that is black, you know, and these are words that I don't really like to use like black and white, but if you look Euro-American and you, and you identify and, and you're identifying as an Afro-American, you're gonna um, run into these issues. I and mean, I've been in job settings where I've had racial epithets used uh, with me because uh, white folks felt they were comfortable um, wow. and and free to free to uh, you know expand or express their views. Uh, oh yeah, of course, Matthew would think you know that these people are uh, less than and so forth. You know, I've had that happen uh, throughout my lifetime um, in offices. You know professional settings, um, as well as uh, just kind of uh, in uh, more trade, trade jobs, you know. Um, uh, and um, so I've had that happen. I've also been in situations where my identification as a Afro-American has puzzled. I've been actually presented uh, as a person of Black descent who has no problem identifying as such. And this is this actually creates even a more interesting and puzzling kind of counterpoint. So it would be like um, Corey, who's clearly 
you know, Afro-American or from African descent, if he and I, um, if you, uh, I don't know where you're from exactly, Corey, but, you know, um, there's a large population of uh, Black folks who will do anything, literally, or say anything in order to not be identified with their African heritage. Um, to your point, 100%. So I'm from rural Illinois, Northern Illinois, like 20 minutes away from Wisconsin border. So y there's already not a lot of black people up there. Uh, but then, yeah, you do everything, the code switching, right? It's like everything that you can do to get away from the stick. In fact, I. I hated it, but it also was a sign of like acceptance when I would hear my friends around me say, um, oh man, you don't act black, Corey. You can, you can hang out here. Like, dope, I made it in, right. you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. and, yeah, and that's a real thing. Um, um, it's a real thing, but, it, but even further, yeah. you know, I mean, like, you know, that's kind of what, you know, uh, the stereotypes are, but even further, if you, if you go to places and I'm gonna I'm gonna pick on the Dominican Republic right away, okay? Um, because out of the islands, um, I, from my view, they have one of the biggest problems. So the island of Hispaniola is, you know, Dominican Republic and Haiti. On one on one side of the island, you had, uh, you know, a black revolution. On the other side, you know, the, the Spanish side. Very, you know, um, very few, you know, it's hard to get them to talk about their African descent. But if you move over to Puerto Rico, um, the Puerto Ricans are very um, involved with their tri-racial, they're, they're mixed, mm -hmm. Taino, Black, and Castellano, you know, the Spanish. And they, and they represent that in a lot, you know, they represent that, that mix. But the, but the, um, the, the there's a, but a lot of Dominicans and there's, you know, and it happens all across Latin America. I'm not saying it's just them, but they seem to have a, um, uh, a particular interesting strain of this where they will just simply deny, you know, they'll do anything to say that, listen, they'll be, they'll look like Corey and they'll say, no, I am not, I am not um, black. I'm an engineer. They'll, they'll oh, say, wow. They'll say, I am not black. I am, I am not African. I have no African descent. I am an engineer. Or I am, or they'll say that they'll, or they'll claim their nationality. They'll, they'll say, no, I'm Dominican. I'm Dominican. But the, it would be like, you know, and he could be, the, the guy could be blacker than you. Right. You're, you're right. a brown skin guy. Like the guy could be like completely black. So I've been in, so I'm, I'm, I'm coming, bringing it all home. So if I'm standing next to that guy, right? And I'm saying, yeah, you know, no problems. Yeah, I'm black, you know, it, it, the, it's a destabilization because suddenly I'm identifying as something that is so abhorrent, you know, like he can't even, this person who is clearly black, you know, or, you know, clearly from African American, Afro from African descent, can't even process it. Like he's like, wait a minute, you know, I'm an engineer. I'm not, you know, but this guy right here is saying that he's black that he has some African ancestry. And we know that he doesn't just by looking at him, you know, or, or it's questionable, right? Mm. <laughs> so, Where do you think so that comes a, from? So uh, that's an interesting, wow. so that's an interesting situation, right? You, and then I'll, I was, I'll be in, I was, I've been in settings where that is just for me to say those kinds of things 
just people across the table. Um, I was at the UN and I said that uh, uh, we're having a meeting in the side room uh, uh, for an organization I was working for, which called was called the organization at organization uh, Pro Advancados Pueblos Ascendencia Africana, which is the organization of African descendants, and it's like an NGO and working in black communities in Honduras and all this kind of thing. And so I'm, you know, sitting across from these dignitaries and everything, and I say this, and they all, they all, because, and then it was funny because I was sitting there, it would be like, um, we kind of got darker to lighter on my side, it was a dark guy, you know, and, and it was me, and then there's some white guys on the other, you know, Caucasian or, you know, Latino guys, they're really just, you know, Europeans, you know, Iberians, really, and they're on the other side, and then suddenly I say this, and the other guys are like, what? You know, so it's an interesting situation. Yeah, so I, I think, you know, it, it still plays out, Devin. It still plays out in the United States, um, even today. Uh, and you got to remember that our parents um, were born just around the time, or when they got married or they got together just around the time that the Lovings did, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, interracial marriage was not legal, right? Right. Or yeah. it was just made legal. Yeah. Like what's fascinating about this uh for numbers that Corey, uh, my man Corey here, is got going through it, right? I mean Corey's kids are biracial. Yeah. So we have a lot more in common. So we're, you know, we're on the other spectrum, right? Now Corey's having to navigate the waters, you know, and of course, I don't know how your kids present. Well, what are they having, are they dealing with any challenges right now? Are they having to feel like they have to choose or navigate or trying to figure that out? What's that look like in 2021 at least? Yeah, I, it's funny because I try to make sure that they understand both sides of their, um, where they came from, you know? Uh, and uh, but it's my youngest ones when I will say uh, I don't know I might make a funny joke like um, uh, like uh, get your black butt down off that couch girl <laughs> and uh, and she'll be like but dad I'm not black and which will unpack an entire conversation and everybody's involved in it I'm like wait a minute I'm like yeah I'm I'm lighter than you dad so I'm not black I'm like wait a minute stop let's 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 actually go through this so um but they don't have a sense of at least mine um don't have a sense of confusion when the writings and um everything was that it's uh hype in this country uh we took a i took some time with them and and we watched a movie every night that had something to do um with either slavery or um racial injustice and we would literally watch the movie pause it and have conversations about it uh because they have to understand that you are half my friend you are half black you are half white you are looking at a story of people who you are in the position to bring some different change that no one's ever been able to do you know and 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 all um, that's kind of how we unpack that conversation how many do you have five wow Okay. Yeah, he went large. He went large. Uh, he went large. Yeah. You you also have five too, Devin. I have four. Oh, you have four. That's right. Yeah, four, four daughters. Yeah. Yeah, you were going. <laughs> yeah, I was hitting it. Yeah, like Reuben Carter, the hurricane. I was like, 
<laughs> After two daughters, I, I had to quit. Man. It just it just was too much. I just couldn't even. I was like, whoa. But um, so five, my God, what are their ages? 14, uh, 10, 8, 7, and 6. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Is this it? Are you, are you out? Ah, man, unless I end up adopting a couple of kids or something like that, you know, I've been minded for kids for quite some time. I wrote a paper when I was younger, said that I was, you know, by the year 2019, I would have 10 kids living in it. And it's funny, I was like, man, I I made it halfway. Like, (laughs) (laughs) oh, wow. So So, this is the this is which one is this one that says you know that that had this that, that you're saying all the seven and the six year old definitely uh are are the two that aren't quite uh sure of how did how this all works out yet <laughs> you know they just kind of look at my skin tone and they look at theirs as a little lighter and they're like no nah, i'm not black <laughs> like, <laughs> well you know what's fascinating about that though and that'll attest to this and it's still pervasive today when I was coming up, right? When I was coming up, if you had, if you were light skin, had good hair, and mm-hmm. light eyes, you were a unicorn in the black community. Just keeping it real. I mean, you may know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, if you, right, every brother I knew wanted to be light, and if you were dark, you got joned on. I mean, dudes were hammering you, right? Yeah. And so it's fascinating that even within our community, we've you know internalized that to be different shades would suggest that there's different value that you you bring to the world. I mean, I remember on the playground, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's real. Um, I think uh, it's funny, um, but they also work the other way, right? Like um, um, I ended up being so internalized about it that um, you know the identity you, you have and, 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 and you you have you you want to be something so you'll, you'll get it on one side black people will try to you know do whatever they can to uh, look lighter um, like when women will put in contacts or you know or, or try to change their appearance yeah to such an extent um uh to compensate with that it, it, the guys uh wouldn't do that so much as the ladies uh, because i think it's a different dynamic going on there um uh and um but yeah definitely um there was these you know so sometimes some hard lines drawn uh between uh you know uh folks being uh, able to even just hang out and, and, mm-hmm. and participate, you know, with uh, with each other because of these, uh, you know, made up lines. But also for me, later on, um, I went through uh, a, a kind of identity thing, uh, identity crisis, if you will, where um, for me, it was the absence of the African features that uh, really caused uh, this kind of psychological pain wow, hurt, you know, so you can, you know, and it's funny, you know, today, um, I have some, some boys, you know, we get together and we, we drink whiskey and stuff. And so um, they're always, you know, and we're a mixed group, you know, um, white guy, 
Puerto Rican, African guy from Togo, um, and uh, one guy from the islands. And we, we, we actually, we have a good time with it now. We joan on each other. So, you know, the dog guy we call Akan, you know, uh, you know, it, it, and, and we, uh, and, and then I, uh, you know, they call me Dolezal. You know, remember, remember the Dolezal effect? Remember the lady from uh, who was uh, working with the NAACP and she, Devin, she, uh, uh, she, uh, she had claimed she was, she was like supposed to be like us, legit, you know, mixed, right? Uh-huh. But then it turned out. Yes, and, I know you know. <laughs> then it yeah. turned out that like she was not, she was just, she was a white woman. Yes. Who, who, um, who identified so strongly, you know, with being black that, um, that she had literally adopted the identity, having no genetic material, you know, of Africa. And so, you know, these guys, the whatever, you know, so the, you know, we'll, 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 you know, be, uh, be joning on each other and everything. And uh, joning is a very DC word. Okay. You know, I don't know. I don't even know what, what other word, Jeb, Devin, you have to like translate that word, but uh, so, you know, they, they, they might call me Dolezal, you know, and so you know, we have fun with it now. Um, but it's a very, you know, uh, uh, it's done in, it's not, it's not done in me in a mean spirited way or anything, but it's, but it is, uh, it is done, it, you know, now we can have these kinds of conversations where you can see, it's almost like, you know, uh, getting together with, uh, Paul Mooney or, you know, any one of these comedians and, uh, uh, the, what's the guy's name? The, Dave, 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 uh, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. You know, yeah. Like you know, you guys can actually laugh about these kind of things now, um, and and go into it. You know, um, Dave has a skit where he's uh, he's talking about if he if he had a Chinese guy inside him, you know, and then he has that joke. I don't know if you all have seen that joke, right? So you know, we 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 can do all that now. But when you're coming up, when you're when you're coming up in, 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 as a young person. Um, you don't have the equipment, you know, the years behind you to really deal with that. Um, and I think um, what Devin's really talking about is some of the damage that can get done. Yeah. At an early age, you know, uh, and it happens. It's real, uh, you know, um, uh, and it still is real. I, I, I completely expect your kids to go through this. Uh, yeah. Mine are, you know, uh, mine are going to go through it. My girls, uh, they're brown, um, and uh, you know, they. Stay on that for a second. I want to. I want to just, Corey. I don't see it. I want to build on that. So, I don't know Matt McCombs, and I don't know his daughters. Say we get a social function. <clears throat> Take it out of context. You show up, Matt, with your two kids. They're, they're dramatically different appearance. I'm going to presume, right? Do you ever not, get a look? Not, do you ever yeah. get a look or a comment or like trying to like put the piece of the puzzle together? Like, do you it ever get happen. that? Yes, yes. I mean, now, um, obviously, uh, that's going to depend on ge- geographically where you are. Like, right. Um, we tend to live in bubbles, so that'll happen more, more, much more as I get to the edge and come outside my bubble. Yeah. Um, you know, um, in, in Washington, DC, there it's, 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 
it's one kind of bubble. Um, so it's, you know, a little bit more common, let's say, you know, um, and, 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 and folks see it, but um, it's even, yeah, even within my bubble, you can feel the, the difference. Like, let's say I go um, to pick up Lana from school um, and I'm walking into her classroom. Well, they're expecting to see a black guy. Mm. Like even the kids, right, you know, um, are expecting to see that. It's not, so So it's strange, you know, on different levels in different places. Like, yeah, like, you know, um, you know, when I come and yeah, there's always, there's always a palpable uh, kind. And then because I'm so full on, you know, uh, that's another thing, you know, I'm in your face. And so then suddenly it's, uh, that's even more, more so, but yeah, even when they're coming to pick them up, you know, they're brown, you know, they're, they're, they're brown like Corey. And, um, you know, cause their mother's, you know, were, was fairly dark. She's a dark brown woman. And then I had my own, you know, background. Jeans, so, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so that added in there and they have, and they're brown. And so it does happen. Um, and I think that they're aware of it. You know, the, I, I know they are. Um, I know that my girls are very um, attuned to this. Um, and they talk about it, you know, amongst themselves. We talk about it, you know, we talk about these differences quite a bit. Um, I, they don't like to talk about it with me too much because then I'll go um, like into like a long, I'll be, and I'll, then it turns into a history lesson. <laughs> <laughs> that's why my kids stay away from movie night yeah and they're out yeah. like they're like their attention span is all you know, it's like, <laughs> dad we just okay. want to remember the titans can we watch yeah. the movie please can we let it finish that's right can we just put on the remember the titans yeah, exactly. which actually happened by the way um here in virginia not too far from where we are Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I I think uh, it's just now registering with me uh, the the things that you were saying earlier uh, that there is this there's this I know I'm black by my skin tone um, or the family history and the genes that are passed down, but then there's also the identifying as black which is what you were saying with the islands and the differences between Haiti and, and the Dominican Republic, like they will deny their identity as black, even though you're staring them right in the face and you're like, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a way, in a way, like, in a, in, and, you can't, and you can't understand the emotion that's there, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. Of, of the disidentification to the extent that even the onlooker, like if you're looking at it and you're, if you're a black, you're pretty comfortable with being, you know, from African descent, like Corey, you're sitting like, like, dude, why is dude tripping? You, that's what you're going to be thinking. Like, he's going to get angry. Like the mm -hmm. guy is angered by the fact that you would actually deign or call him black and he'd be blacker than you. And he would defend it. I am an engineer. I am an engineer. You know, how dare you call me this? It, it it's, it's it's really disorienting. 
Yeah, and I never realized uh, how deep that is because it is deep. And I'm thinking now back in 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 my past, and it, it's it's almost synonymous. And I want to be careful how I say this, right? Because I'm not dismissing um, anyone's lifestyle or, or the choices that they make. Um, but it 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 sounds almost as uh, the people who are clearly born like um, a man or a woman and then they change and they have that, you know, or they maybe they don't even physically go through the change, but the identity of such, you know, and you're could be clearly talking to a woman and, and you know, I identify as a man and it, it sounds, you know, kind of like that. And there's, there's, there's this differences in it, but like, I just, I never really thought about it through those lenses and, or even experience the identity part of it. So uh, I think I think that that's a really good point to, to bring out. Yeah, I mean, somebody like Devin can choose to be something else. No one's going to question him. It's not like they're going to stop him and say, well, no, we found out. I mean, not in this day and age. Right? Not in this day and age. You know, then, or even myself, you know, so you're able to identify, you know, passing was a thing, but passing meant in a lot of ways just what it means. Like somebody passed, they died. Mm-hmm they went over to this other world now they're dead because we're not going to see them again they're socially dead to us yeah um that did occur um i remember mother uh, so one of my grandmother's brother uh passed he was white and at the time you know um that was done because you could theoretically do more and get more opportunity i mean the segregation it was a lot it was you know maybe perhaps some uh, even greater physical danger, depending upon where you were. You know, you could be lynched or whatever. How there was some kind of physical danger, and there was, you know, you know, existential threat, maybe. You know, uh, depending upon where you were. Um, and uh, certainly, you know, you, you, if you could pass, you could get into making a better wage or what have you, and so forth. So anyway. Um, my grandmother's brother passed and um, uh, he had kids. And uh, so my mother gets a call. Um, I don't know, this is you know, a lifetime later. Uh, this woman is researching her genealogy and she's saying, oh, well, you know, uh, we found out that our grandfather, you know, was related to, <laughs> so this Caucasian white lady's calling my mom and, and you know, my mom's twin, you know. And my mom's telling me the story, and I, and I said to her, I said, you know, well, mom, you know, listen, you know, these people, you know, don't worry about it, you know, they talk to them, you know, she's just kind of, I said, look, just, just let them know, they don't, they don't, you don't have to be black if you don't want to be, baby girl, you know, <laughs> you can go on back to your world, <laughs> and if you really need, you know, you, you know, because once people find that out, they might want to, oh, they might want to peek in, but they don't want to go in, you know, they want to open the crack the door, but they don't. And they want to close it, right? <laughs> so I said, look, you can just crack the door and close it. You don't have to. We, we're not fussed with about what you do or how you do or what you want yeah. to identify, how you want to identify this and that. Um, but uh, today, I think uh, we're still dealing with the stigmas, but I don't think that it's nearly uh, as debilitating as it was. Um in that sense, you know, um, you know in, the, in the senses that we've had now, I mean, thank God our children have um, 
people to look up to um, yeah. who've achieved the highest office. I mean, um, and and that's a change, you know. That's a that's a symbolic change. Uh, it's a and symbols matter. Um, and I think it's an it's an important symbol. Um, it's not going. It doesn't do any. It doesn't do everything. It doesn't. It's not going to solve. Yeah. Uh, all the things that we'd like, you know, to be solved, but symbolically, uh, it has meaning. Um, and um, and I think that's, I think that's good. You know, it helps our kids. It really does. Yeah. <clears throat> What's interesting, you know, you. I imagine both of you have heard this, you know, we, you never talk about politics. You don't talk about religion. You know, I kind of heard that kind of banter. Yeah. And, and in certain cases, maybe you don't talk about race. Yeah. And, I, and so I don't know where that stuff comes from, but like, I wish that we had talked about <laughs> politics and religion and race back in the day, because we probably yeah. would be a lot farther along. We have yeah. these taboo subjects, right? <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yeah, like you yeah. have a family, like you know, you have a family party or something. Uncle Jethro or Aunt Patty comes over. And everyone's like, "Don't go there." No, no. <laughs> right? Yeah. But if we would have had someone foster in these conversations to meet people where they are, to seek to understand, just to understand the viewpoint, so you don't have to pick a swim lane. Right. When you're adults, some of these hard heads are so entrenched in their viewpoint, it becomes their identity. Yeah. Right. And, and right. And then like, and so I don't know, I just, as I'm looking around, I'm like, wow, I wish we had more conversations like this or we could disagree. And I don't, you know, it's okay, but we, at least I'm trying to understand where you're coming Ooh, from coming at each from. other. Yeah. But we don't yeah. do that. Yeah. It's a difficult thing to have, right? Yeah. Um, uh, I wish it were easier as well. But I don't think that people have them, particularly about race, because one of the reasons that race doesn't come up, I think, and, and, and I don't know if I'm saying something controversial here, but we still live in a very segregated world. Mm. Like you may be living in certain bubbles where like people are, mixing and everything right but if you kind of go let's say if i was just to go i don't know pennsylvania somewhere i mean you know um or like uh you know just like just you know west virginia ohio just nearby you know it's a couple states around me the cons you know just outside you know how many how many people are uh, having dinners where uh, even where you guys are, I mean, ask me. I mean, how how many people are having dinners where you have multiple ethnicities being invited to dinners? How many Americans have that? Where, they don't. Right, like I don't know. You know, like we're, we're going to invite you know the. The, the, the Patels for dinner, you know, or we're gonna invite the Jenkins, uh, we're gonna invite the Lees. How, how often does that occur? You know, that you have, not even that you would have those conversations, but 
just the simple fact that you would invite them to dinner meaning that you know wow it's okay for us to be eating together we're probably not going to talk about it we're not going to talk about like vietnam you know vietnamese you know relations <laughs> you know you know, yeah, yeah. you know like you know <clears throat> but how often i don't know i feel like i feel like um uh, a lot of communities are very insular um and it's just a difficult thing to do but and then i know that black families are having these conversations but i don't know if white families are really having them right? yeah no i i agree with you i uh i think that uh, and i found that i mean if you can have someone in your home or at your dinner table you clearly are suggesting that there's there's an affinity there's Right. There's some commonality. Like you don't even have to say it. If you look at the research, the brain will clearly identify. You don't invite randomness, right? right for fear of threat, for fear of whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's why the expression "break bread" came about. Because if we can break bread, to essentially right. would suggest that you and I, you know, we have a shared. Uh, yeah, which is fascinating. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you 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 have you have dinner. You invite kith and kin your your kinfolk your, your relatives and your kith your your friends um and they have to um and and even now like it's really uh something you know um it's funny um i was we you know we were so happy you know everybody in the united states was probably turning a corner when obama became president you know it was the who, who could have imagined you know no one i I didn't imagine mm -hmm. it, you know, that it would occur, you know, that, that, that event would occur, right? You know, I could never imagine it. Um, and then, you know, we go through eight years of that and uh, kind of got normalized to, a little, to it a little bit, um, but some people didn't. And, um, and, and, and there were different views on that. And now um, after having four years of, of Trump, um, we're put in, uh, you know, we have Biden and, and, and we see Kamala Harris, you know, and what's interesting about the kith and kin now, and like, you know, inviting randomness to dinner is now it seems like um, there's also, you know, even more of those, the political narratives, how do you talk, like you said, you know, how do you talk about politics? So, you know, how do you actually have conversations about that? And um, now it's not just even, you know, how somebody looks, it's literally, you know, even more now, I think at this very moment in, in, in American society, it's like even more about, you know, your political affiliation, you know, how do you, what are you thinking? Yeah. Determines, because on one end, um, there's this idea about what you think America is and, and what your uh, each side, let's say, is, 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 con is concerned with patriotism. Like, are you a patriot? Do you really believe? Are you behind us? You know, are you with us? You know, because this is what it's supposed to be. And we really believe this. You know, and if, you, and, and if you're not with us, well, then you must be against us, right? There isn't any... <laughs> just suddenly just, just, you just walk and fall off a cliff you know there's no like okay 
you know, you, you can't come to dinner. I'm kicking you out and there's a shotgun in your face, you know. <laughs> it's like, my God, like what happened? You know, like, you know, um, uh, so I feel like, yeah, it's difficult to have these conversations now, even now, you know, like, like, like we want to have them. I think when we were coming up, it was, it was a lot easier. It was a lot easier to have these political conversations. I don't know why. Maybe it wasn't. I don't, maybe it's just an idea in my head. But um, I don't think that uh, there were uh, as, it wasn't as much, and maybe it's just a moment right now where it's, I think it may be just a, this particular moment. Uh, maybe it'll get easier. <clears throat> but I think it's just kind of building to a crescendo, or at least it has been. Um, yeah. And uh, I feel like the, the conversations are, are a lot harder to have. Um, I don't know. I mean, what do you think? You, have you seen this where you are? I mean, you're on the different, you're on the West Coast. I'm here in DC. And I, I mean, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I think if as, as I kind of reflect back, I don't know if I was naive. Like, because uh, growing up where we grew up, I didn't feel any, I, I, whether it was Springbrook or running around for corn. I mean, I didn't yeah. feel any, like, right? If you just hung, you hung with who you hung with and you had right. a shared identity, just, right? Whether it was a football game or a party or running around. I never, my, my Wi-Fi signal at least wasn't attuned right. enough. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really get that. So, and I don't know, so maybe that was the bubble. I don't know, the DC bubble, but I didn't really, I didn't really feel it as much. Um, and then, you know, as, a, as an adult, I traveled a lot. Uh, and then uh, other certain uh, areas of the country, you sometimes feel like you're on another planet. At least I do, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, right. And I'm like, so then I start to step back and then I go, okay, so uh, are these bad people? Or are they just a byproduct of their experiences? Or is it a combination of the two? So if I grew up in an environment and everyone loves the same way, talks the same way, right? And I don't leave that, right? And, and I, you know, and I'm like, okay, so so then I get curious at how belief systems get created. And it's not an excuse, but you know, I've just had a little bit more of an awakening. Right. You know, what's of, of the that. norm? Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what is the norm where you are? Uh, you, I think like the United States is so vast. Like I'm you're in San Diego. Uh -huh. Is it laid back there or people? It is, but we don't have a lot of, uh, there's not a lot, there's not a big African-American population, mostly Latino and Mexican descent. We're close to like, I don't see like, and then it's socioeconomic. Right. You know, I've been fortunate to do reasonably well compared to where I came from. And so I'm in a certain neighborhood. It's not that I feel like I'm the Jeffersons and I got to move on up. But, you know, I uh, I just, you know, you, go, you, you, you try to do what's best for your kids. So you right. put them in the appropriate neighborhood because you want right. the appropriate school system. And because of that, then you know where that ends up. Right. Right. And, Everyone does that. Everyone yeah. comes to America. that Well, everyone... Yes, with American, you know, system that way, um, and uh, or at least you know, uh, a, a lot of people who are have kids and, and want to 
and a lot of people do make sacrifices for their kids to 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 do better and and um, um, it doesn't always happen. Some people are you know socioeconomically are you know so constrained that they can't you know you know they, they literally are struggling against uh, some force you know some their their status and in such a way that is 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 profoundly more difficult than other people. Um, it's not impossible, but it's profoundly more difficult. But yeah, I think, you know, like I, I always got that sense uh, when I went to San Diego. Um, I went, I went to San Diego to see one of my family members who was in jail, um, who was ultimately killed by a white police officer. Um, and uh, through no fault of his own um, in Detroit. And that really came up for me uh, during the BLM thing. Uh, one of my cousins, one of my closest cousins, um, was like a brother to me when we were growing up. And, uh, uh, you know, he was in and, out of, in and out of stuff, but he wasn't a bad person. And he certainly wasn't a violent person. Um, and um, uh, so when I, but I went, when I would go to San Diego, I kind of noticed that, that, um, that uh, dynamic. And I think it's, you know, different for where you are, you know, like you're not, folks are not gonna um, be, at, you know, depending on where, I, depending on where you are, I think it, there's different bubbles. Like it's just not Alabama. Uh -huh. It's just not Corey. Where are you from? You say you're from. You say you're from. This yeah, state. I was. Yeah, the, the uh, northern Illinois. So right, a, right oh, like close to. Yeah. It's like a triangle between uh, Illinois, Wisconsin, and Iowa. Uh, that was yeah. right where we were at. So, um, the more further west we went from Chicago, you know, uh, the less diverse it got. Um, and but you know you you pick the right neighborhoods you pick the right school systems for your children and then that even you know <laughs> might add uh, to that as well too so yeah to your point it's it's not Alabama it's different bubbles you know it's just weird um, you know depending on where it was at but yeah I don't think in, in a lot of ways I think I think we were in a bubble, you know, back in the day, you know, here, Devin and Silver Spring, Maryland. I mean, it's even today, like if you come to Silver Spring, you'd be amazed at how diverse it is. Yeah, I don't know when's the last time you've been here, uh, but it is really crazily diverse, um, uh, you know, and, and, and it's something you just don't see, you know, a lot. Um, especially for like a small town, like it's not like, you know, we're, it's yeah. not Chicago, right? Like, you know, and so, um, or, you know, a, a major city. Um, and I always, and I feel like, um, you know, uh, when I was a small kid, I grew up in West Virginia on a farm and um, it was an amazing idyllic experience, you know. Um, but I do remember running up on a burning cross you know, when I was a little kid uh, in West Virginia. Uh, mm. Now, luckily, <laughs> I don't look black, you know. I mean, that was, that, you know, uh, th that was an advantage in that moment, you know. Uh, but I was in the woods, you know, and used to run around the woods, even like 
at dusk and dark and not go far, you know, but nobody just running up through the country, you know, and uh, um, it was a clearing and saw these people. And I mean, that was a hell of a sight. Um, the only time I saw that again was when I was in Newark, Delaware, when I went to college. Uh, uh, in Newark, Delaware, the Klan marched down the main street of uh, University of Delaware. Well, I attended University of Delaware. They walked down the main street. This was the first year I was in school. And um, that's that was really something for me. In fact, the whole uh, yeah. That's I had to leave Delaware because of the uh, the racial climate, and so I would say it was a bubble and, and sober spring because you know when I went to college it was completely different from where we grew up. Um, Delaware was highly um, segregated and highly you know racialized to the point where um, I left after two years I just couldn't take it and um, I, I I was like no I'm I'm out I gotta just this is just too much. And um, I went to Carson. I went to Carson City in, in California and I transferred to a school, Dominguez Hills. And uh, it was such a relief. It was, you know, because it was very diverse uh, in California, in, in LA. And um, I, I, I felt like such a relief um, because of, you, know, you, could, you saw different people getting along, and, you know, or like, Mm. you know it's just so diverse um uh that you could see different kind of people whereas you know delaware the university of delaware at the time was so was like a it was just a it was like a it was terrible it was it was really quite uh, uh for me anyway i mean there are a lot of people a lot of my friends that have that i've talked to since coming out of there they would have different experiences, um, but I do think it's bubbles. Um, Corey, you're trying to, you know, get your kids, and you know, like we were just talking about, you know, where, where you set up and everything like that. And I think we, you ultimately, if you get into the more you uh, try to increase educational value, I think the more you um, land your kids in an area where there's going to tend to be a different kind of bubble where it's not so much race but class. Mm. I mean, it's race, but then mm. um, right. yeah. there's going to be you know class is going to you know uh, dictate some more in addition to race. You know, um, which is not a you know a. Uh, good thing necessarily but it's a real thing i think uh -huh. uh, you know yeah so matt matt i want you to fill this in you know with our short time left everyone who knows me knows i love what oh shit i don't know we haven't, <laughs> talked, we haven't, we haven't talked in that long man well they know i love to travel mm. That must be hard on you during the pandemic, though. Oh, man. <laughs> but I don't have any loot right now anyway, so. <laughs> so I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> but I do love to travel. I love to travel. I love, uh, you know, it's a passion. That's for sure. I've been to 40 countries now. Um, 
still got to go. Like my next big trip, I want to take my girls to Egypt. Oh yeah. See the pyramids, if not there, Greece or Rome. Yeah. Got to get there. And so you are working on the book. It's not yet been published. No, yeah, no. Listen, my, <clears throat> yes, I am. Um, yeah. But um, I'm trying to be thoughtful about it. And so I have mm. to do a lot of reading. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of reading. You're not just going to write stuff, you know, willy nilly. Um, and so um, I'm trying to get at the bottom of certain things or at least touch on the major, you know, at least uh, I don't want to miss or, or or uh, omit some of, <clears throat> and ultimately will, I'll fail at this, but I want to at least try to get uh, mention or look at the ideas of some of the important people that, you know, that on the ideas that I'm discussing. Yeah. And um, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Tana Nisi Coates or, um, or some of the other folks who, um, who are, uh, proponents of, of, of reparations. Uh, there's uh, uh, several of them. And I'm kind of coming at it from a different perspective. Um, most of what they talk about is an indemnity, uh, is a financial payment, right? Everybody gets, some, everybody gets a check, right? I'm not really coming at it from the check. Um, that's, not my, that's, my, that's not my dominant interest. So when I say the word, people automatically think dollars. Oh, yeah, dollars. No, that's not even, that's not even, I'm not even approaching it from the indemnity standpoint, uh, which is a dollar standpoint. Um, uh, I'm approaching it from a much more sociological and uh, political uh, standpoint. So I'm not going to even get in. I don't want to, in fact, I don't, that's not something I really want to get into. But, yeah, I mean, not not on the call, but what I mean is, I'm not yeah. trying to get into the indemnity side of it, uh, per se. I'm I'm trying to approach the whole thing. So I I hope to you know um, be done or at least I'm making some headway. Yeah. Um, it was it's kind of I turned the corner a little bit. Um, I was telling Devin earlier in another situation, like I'm I had just finished um, writing a science fantasy. I'm also a science fiction nerd, so I love it writing an outline for a science fantasy but all of a sudden this you know this blm stuff kind of got you know took a hold and 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 really you know forced me to say well what the hell do you think about this everything mm -hmm. so you know i'm trying to put that down on paper mm. yeah we'll bring you back to when you get closer to feeling uh like you have like a, a date for it and all that yeah, and yeah. we'll make a big deal about it yeah let's do it cool thanks so uh, we've come to the top of the hour here, Matt. Any uh, any words of wisdom you'd like to share with the folks on how to get through the new normal? A lot of angst and chaos and ambiguity. What are you doing to you know oh, to man. just keep moving, man? I would say everyone needs to take stock of their serotonin. Mm. <laughs> right. Big big deal. I mean, you know, um, I, and, and I, and when I mean that, I mean that in a, like a real biological, physiological manner. Like <clears throat> you have your serotonin and your dopamine has to be, you know, you have to get it up. Um, and you can do that, you know, various ways you can take nutraceuticals. Some people will be on pharmaceuticals. 
but I would recommend nutraceuticals um, because those chemicals are naturally occurring in your brain. Um, and the precursors for those, for those chemicals are readily available at Whole Foods. Mm -hmm. You can buy the stuff at Whole Foods. Um, so you don't necessarily have to go to uh, pharmaceuticals if you're depressed or if you're, you know, those kind of things. You know, you've got to get your amino acids up. You got to get your um, uh, your, your you got to have your amino acids up. You got to have your fatty acids up. You have to have you know, um, and I think even you know at our age, you know, we're getting you gotta you know you want to have um, you know physical activity. Um, um, I mean, I just just walk, you know, get out at least once once a day, and go for a ten minute walk, you know. Um, uh, amazing how, 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 how beneficial will be. Like these things are just so simple and like, and so beneficial. And, um, I'm even doing mine barefoot now, you know, as crazy as that sounds, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm doing a barefoot. And then I would say, you know, after you get your, you know, your, your those levels up, um, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't just throw that out there. Why is my in 2021? My man is walking around DC barefoot. You gotta, you, you can't leave him hanging like that, right, Corey? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't end it on that note. <laughs> so, like, honestly, there's a great book. Um, it's called Move Your DNA. Um, I would highly recommend it for anyone at this point in time in, in the pandemic, you know. Um, also, uh, you know, to get your ontology together, you know, like uh, Edward Redding, Eckhart Tolle, mm -hmm. um, you know, Power of Now, that kind of stuff is super, super helpful. Um, and, it, and you don't have to, you know, it's not, a, you know, it's spiritual, it's not religious or anything like that, you know, he's just great. But Kate, Kate I think her name is Katie Bowman, and she wrote uh, Move Your DNA. And um, uh, very cool because um, the whole thesis of her book is that look, you know, you, uh, everything is uh, loads. Gravity is a load that is on your body. You have weights, and how you handle these loads on your body, your body will actually evolve uh, and like to it will es essentially um, change to accustom itself to the loads. Um, when you are walking with shoes on, you're dispersing the load, the weight, the gravity that's coming down on you and, and, your own, and, your, and the weight of your own body in a particular way. Mm. Um, and um, uh, because the shoe, it, you know, it, it, the sole of the shoe is, is actually now uh, you're, you're dispersing that load across the shoe and then the shoe is dispersing that load across the concrete or whatever you're, you're, you're dealing with. And so when you take away the shoe, now the load is going straight from your foot to uh, the ground and how your foot is dealing with the weight and the gravity and the load um, changes your posture all the way up to the top of your head. It changes, wow. uh, changes everything, how you, how you, actually uh, deal with that load and the cells that are most at your bottom of your feet 
are dealing with that load um, directly, but even let's say the cells of your shoulder are, are dealing with that load, but in a very indirect manner. So um, the cells of your feet, you know, uh, will the soles of your feet will develop calluses um, and uh, to deal with this load. And, and it's basically a process what's called, you know, not the process of callusing, but the whole process of dealing with loads is mechanotransduction. And um, what I discovered was, you know, that it's real, you know, for me. And um, uh, so I um, started in the summertime, um, you know, and as you know, and, and sounds like, you know, people call it earthing or grounding, you know, it, you know, it sounds kind of like, you know, woo woo and, and, you know, hippy dippy and all that, but it's real. I mean, she's a scientist. This is like, you know, she's, she's telling you that this is mechanics, it's biomechanics, it's mechanotransduction, it's a real thing. Um, and, you know, if you go to uh, National Center of Bioinformatics, they have some studies on um, another beneficial part of it, which is the grounding or earthing part of it, which is that, you know, once you uh, are in contact with the ground, that there's an electron flow between the ground and the body that increases and it's measurable. And so they, um, you, can, you can get a beneficial effect from the free flowing of the electrons between your body and, and, and the earth. And so that's a, another part of it. Um, so I think I do it for two parts, you know, which is that, um, listen, I'm really interested in my posture. I'm really interested in, you know, keeping uh, my the loads correctly centered. And that's what the whole rolfing, I don't know if you bought rolfing, uh, but there, that's about how- you Ralphing? Rolfing, R-O-L-F-I-N-G. Got it. Rolfing. And they're essentially adjusting your body. In, as I understand it, they're adjusting your body to deal with you know, how you, you handle loads. Mm. So, um, you know, as you get older, if you have like neck problems like me and you're going to chiropractic and stuff like that, man, you know, this stuff becomes real. And if you're concerned with your vitality, you know, yeah. you know the, when you're younger, you don't care about this stuff, man. It's like, whatever, you know. But yeah, so that's what, that the, that's what I would do. Um, uh, you know, but what are you guys doing? I mean, and how about y'all? How are you managing through it? This is the only way I've found to get through it right now. <laughs> uh, for me and the kids, it's uh, lots of getting into our creative side, uh, whether that's painting a bunch or music together. And we started implementing no zero days. So, uh, you know, that is just basically not going a day without uh, doing something that's self-care for us. So, but we picked that up from Devin. That's no, we're not that smart. So we got that from Devin. <laughs> yeah, so I'm doing the same. I mean, I came out, you know, with this whole no zero day. I don't have a day without doing something to fill my cup. Right. You know, around self-care. So, uh, um so I think what I've been doing is kind of twofold. One is on I live I live I go to the gym every day, I do something. Fortunately, we live in San Diego, so the weather affords and the gym's outside. So I I've always enjoyed lifting weights, and so I do that, and it just it, it makes me feel good. And uh, I walk, and uh, I'm pretty re religious about my happiness hygiene. Hmm. They have a gratitude journal, um, so I. You know, like today I got, got up and wrote a couple of things I'm grateful for. Did a little 
little reflection on the best thing that happened yesterday. You know, I'm just very conscious of filling my cup with the good stuff because, you know, I, I don't want to preach, but it's like the world's full of negative stuff, negative people, a lot of noise. Right. And if I don't fill my cup, I let the world fill it. And I'm just not willing to do that. And the same with my kids. So, you know, yeah. for example, like with my kids, we have a text message that goes around all day and uh, anything that good happens, we share. They don't even realize what they're doing, but all of, they've just come, grown up in a system where we're always talking about the good stuff. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter. They don't, we don't cherry pick. If it's something good, if my daughter is excited because she had tater tots at school and that lights her up like a Christmas tree, I want to know about it. And we all share it. And so just kind of a yin and the yang and trying to get my kids in a, a good place emotionally, you know. And so that's what I'm doing. Are they all on? So they're all old enough that they have phones and they can all text? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, my my youngest is in a junior in high school. So yeah. So uh yeah, so I mean she was she went for example, she's she went snowboarding yesterday and she's sending photos of her going down the hill, falling down, doing selfies wow. on the thing. She doesn't realize that we're all just kind of vicariously living through the good news, right? And so right. And, and you know, and so what I find, you know doing this work is that one of the common denominators of people that stay in a better place, communities and homes that they share, they talk about the good stuff. Because if we're not talking about it, it's like it doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying right. we don't discount the bad stuff, but if good things happen, we just talk about it. We share it. We normalize it. I want to hear it. Right. Don't tell. Right. So that's one of the things that we do, at least in my, on the home team here. Um, that's huge. Yeah, because I think one of our greatest addiction is talking about all our problems. We don't talk about our blessings too often because it feels like we're showing off or we're bragging or Pollyanna or disingenuous or who gives a damn. All right. Yeah. Or you yeah. weren't even, no one normalized it. And what the what is normal is to complain. Right. Right. <laughs> right. No, that's huge. That's huge. In fact, I'm going to pull a page out of that for sure. I think that gets done, but not in the systematized way that it should. Um, yeah. Which I think is really powerful, right? Like if you have that chain, that text chain, uh, you know, um, that's huge. Cause then even the little ones can be in contact with the older ones. And I mean, it just facilitates so much uh, positive energy. Yeah. And I mean, I'll give you an example. So every Sunday, you know, I send out, I send out a video or an article. I just find any little thing that I think could fill their cup around emotional resilience. Cause I mean, that's the thing that I just wasn't equipped with. I didn't, it's not that my parents were bad people, but just, you know, life is hard. It's tough. And so anything I can do to help them be in a better place to just, and sometimes I found you guys are way in here. It's hard to be a prophet in your own land. Yes, it is. Right. I yes, mean, Matt could is. be Matt could be a neuroscientist, MIT educated, but when he's in the crib with the kids dropping knowledge, <laughs> they're not hearing it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's dad. Yeah. Exactly. You're like, can you give me a break, please? Yeah. <laughs> right. And I'm the same way. I do this work, so I so to round out edges, I just pull in different data points. Maybe it's a it's a TED talk, a little motivational. It's somebody here to round out. So they're hearing the same message, but they're hearing it from another person. So I'm just kind of weighing in, trying to fill their cup in a way, and they don't really realize it. And then I can hear it kind of come out sometimes. Like yesterday, my daughter texted me. She said, Dad, 
keeping my eyes on the prize, eyes on the prize. And that's something I always would, you know, just tell her to stay focused, right? Stay focused yeah. on the goal. I don't care what everyone else is doing on the block. I don't care what everybody else is doing on the corner. Right. You got goals. So it was just fascinating for me to hear that language. Like she's retelling me what I've been talking <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm like, okay. So either way. No, that's, that's, that's awesome. Um, so do you, would you send them these Ted talks? Yeah. Like, like I got, like I do it. So it's on my calendar and I have it like, you know, I have it every Sunday. I have a, a little in my own little deal that I'm going to send them something around education, something to fill their cup around on edges that I think it's interesting. It could be, Mm. politics it could be economic mm. it could be social emotional learning anything that i think to be a fully functioning robust mm. human being sometimes it's around kindness right right you could just be anything and again i'm also not naive right they're not going to spend 45 minutes so i have to be thoughtful enough in a digital world how am i going to get them something that's three to six minutes it's got a message maybe a little bit entertaining or something uh and just get them a little something. And then every week they just get it from dad every Sunday. Huh. And then I follow up and then I ask him, hey, what would you think? Any thoughts around that? I don't beat the drum. I just, hey, what'd you think? Did you watch it? Any, what's your biggest aha? What that? And I just do it every week. That's, that's cool. That's cool. I need to, I mean, they look, they look at the stuff all, all day long. They, they're, they're on their, they're on their, you know, their phones. Um, yeah. So to the extent that you can send this this kind of dynamic, um, um, you know, stuff is is really is really important. I'm gonna have to pull that. Up. I'm gonna have to pull that. Up. I can't. I'm not good at the journaling. Man. I'm not as good as I would would like to be. Uh, you know, that's that's something I really admire that you that you that you're doing. You know, you're able to kind of write that stuff down. Um, well, I scheduled it at first, right? And so, like, like the thing I teach, I teach people, I, I call it happiness hygiene, right? Like, no one has to tell you to brush your teeth and take a shower and all that, because you just grew up with it. Right, right. And you've been exceeding expectations. Well, it's the same thing with this stuff to now. It just takes a little bit of work, and I don't beat the drum too much. I just, just real quick, take a couple minutes, two to three minutes. What are the three things? What's the best thing that happened yesterday? And I just give it, I don't, just enough context. Had a great lift. Spent good time with the wife. Kid made me laugh, and then I do a then just do a quick reflection at the end of the week that I had seven things that I thought. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I've done this with my kids too. Just say, hey, "What was the best thing?" I want you, I want you, do me a favor. Dad's working on himself. I'm kind of going through trips. So I'll, sometimes I'll jet out mind trick my kids. I'll make it about me. I'm going through some stuff. I want to work on me, but I need a you know Batman had Robin. You know, and so Thelma had Louise. I need you to help me support me. Can you can you hold dad accountable and check in with me and make sure I do my deal? Knowing that it's gonna help me, but also they're gonna do it with me. And then I start to have conversations. And so that's kind of how I go about getting them to feel like they don't realize it, but they're starting to normalize some of these oh, no, practices. Brilliant, man. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. In fact, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm gonna have to figure out uh, how I can how I can uh, come up with some some of these tools uh, in a daily way. I had uh, my girls writing their goals and things on whiteboards, 
um, now they write smiley faces and, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, that kind of died, you know, so, but finding the right format, you know, the prod, you know, where you can, you know, what's the home and how, what's the mechanics of it, you know, that'll, that'll keep it going, um, is, is really, uh, is really, if you can hit upon that, you know, then, you know, that's, that's what, um, I'm a, that's really helpful, uh, but it's giving me it's giving me a lot of ideas. So I, I thanks. I'm, I'm I'm gonna be coming back to you for that man, big time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, a brother of mine the other day told me what he does with his. He does uh, selfie Sunday. They're doing selfies. So he, he wants he tells the kids take a selfie of the you know take a selfie with someone you're having fun with today, or take a photo of the best thing a sunset or something. So he just. They're on the phones already, so he's just right. trying to use the phone already to right. start to, right? Right. Selfie Sunday is a great idea. Right? So just, I want you to take a selfie with the best thing that happened today on Sunday. And whatever it may be. And it, oh, that's amazing. Tell me more about it. Why'd you pick that? Right. Right. Yeah. See, that's, got to get them, meet them where they're at. Yes. Get, get them where they are, because then it's going to get done. What I've found um, is it's a hell of a lot harder to uh, try and, like you said, you know, you're, <laughs> you're preaching in your own land, you know. Um, and there was a time where I was able to kind of get them to read. I had a, a book, um, Stoicism, for, you know, Daily Stoicism. Okay. The Daily mm -hmm. Stoic. The Daily Stoic. Um, and so, uh, less now because we're back in school, but during the summertime, they wouldn't have anything to do. So they'd be on their screens or whatever. And I'm still at work. So I'd say, okay, well, look, you know, before you can get on and stuff, you have to read one passage out of this. And it would be like, you know, Epictetus or Marcus Aurelius or whatever that, you know, and it would be his thoughts for the day. And then they read it and I'd say, okay, so what, you know, we talk about it, you know, what do you think, you know, mm. um, but that really only worked in the summertime. Um, but I like the, so I, I, I need something new. Um, and that wasn't meeting them necessarily where they're at, you know, uh, with what they would naturally kind of do. Um, so I definitely need something more organic, more natural, like where they are. Uh, this is good. This is good. Or you missed uh, you, you know i i i'm 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 sure i probably have heard it uh, a little bit about it but i'll 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 rewind it back when i'm editing and stuff um but i i meant to add and i just had to kind of jump in here and make sure they had access to their food right um we gotta be a the, dad? yeah i got to be a dad just a little <laughs> bit um but one of the things i forgot to bring up like through the creativity and the music process that we've been doing we created our own family logo and uh, like developed a list of values and things that were just like wow. hanging on the wall. So like, yeah, that's that was where all of that led us to, you know, as we kind of had to circle back in with each other with the shutdown and probably some things we should have been doing anyway, but we we're like, yeah, let's create our own brand. Like, even if we don't ever put it out there, you know, for monetary reasons, like it's something they can pass down to their kids and their kids. That's so that was fun. So all of them got to help design it and ended up being all of our initials and 
the, the things that we love music there's a big music symbol in the in the middle of it and so we really that's where we go to is that music uh just jam out sometimes just get ourselves out of you know uh, bad emotional states and things like that so anyway that's awesome yeah i love that well matt thanks for joining us today man it's been great yeah no let's do it again um this has been a real breath of fresh air i mean i have i'm walking away with like uh tools ideas i mean um i feel uh really quite uh, blessed to have this opportunity to talk with you guys for real i mean this this was a powerful moment i i'm like gonna go back in and you know try and go back into the to the dad role but now i have a little bit i have a cape you know i got my cape now <laughs> you know i i do want to tell you uh matthew thank you um in fact because I, I there are a lot of things to devin's point earlier the race conversation is not a conversation that's normalized in most families schools wherever and so the things that you were bringing up and the points that you were making has really allowed me to uh find some perspectives that were missing from from my viewpoint, um, and you know, sometimes you think you're talking about all the right things until somebody reframes something, and you're like, "Whoa, I didn't even know." So, so thank you, uh, and and uh, my children have no idea. So I'm saying thank you on their behalf as well too, because uh, you know they they always get the work that we that we do. So that's awesome. Yeah, well, let's do yeah, it again. But, I mean, listen, yeah. guys, whenever you whenever you're ready, I'm 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 game. Yeah, all right, guys. All right, fellas. Well, good. Everyone enjoy the Sunday here. Yeah, All right. Yeah, no, thanks so much, guys. Happy Sunday. Okay. We'll be in touch, Matt. All right, cool. All right. Cheers. Bye. Right.